0: And welcome back to the Masters of Modern Podcast. I am your host, Alex Kessler, co host, Ben the Boss Bateman.
1: What up? What would I have ever done if Schmodown had never come into my life? You'd never have called me the boss. That never yeah, would have happened. You ben Jr.
0: Bateman or Ben. <laughs> The, the, the face bateman <laughs>
1: yeah people i feel like uh it's you know funny as my character but also extremely douchey so it's uh the further <laughs>
0: I, I think that's like that why we bring it up i think that's why we bring it up here on the podcast uh, <laughs> yes, for those who yes. don't know welcome to the Masters of modern we are a podcast that focuses on magic across all things uh through a modern lens but uh and and there's a lot of news that happened last week plus we're in the middle of Gates preview so we're gonna touch upon a few things involving partner and in commander today uh but as well as looking at some of the news that's coming out it's gonna be a little commander heavy episode but uh we promise that if you are a modern fan you will enjoy what's going on plus it's just, you know it's the it's the podcast same time same channel uh but big shout out first off to sponsors first off if you're here uh from Channel Fireball thank you welcome please hit that subscribe and follow button on YouTube uh but also uh if you are just any listener if you're looking to buy magic cards if you're looking to preview or pre-order any of the cards we mentioned today uh you can use the code below uh for the link for Channel Fireball or the code the mmcast and checking out Channel Fireball to 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 buy carts and it helps the podcast a great great deal. Uh plus it, you know, they have a really awesome store. It's kind of they they've reinvigorated what the whole shopping experience on Channel Fireball is like. It's totally different than it used to be and I definitely recommend checking it out if you have it. Um and then, uh, you know, while you're there, pick up some Ultra Pro products who is also sponsoring this stream and in fact is sponsoring uh today's trivia question, the Ultra Pro trivia minute. There oh, uh, we go, Mr. Ben. The way this for those who are joining, the way this works is you hit that like and subscribe button if you get the trivia wrong do you get it right? That's, you know, you're good, good, good on you. Uh, we appreciate you, (laughs) but if you get it, if you get it, uh, wrong, you're just going to have that. Like, so basically I'm going to ask a question. Ben's going to him and ha as he tries and figures out what the answer to that question is. Uh, and he is going to then answer it. And, uh, in that meantime, you're all going to have to comment what your answer is in the comments. And if you get it right, you, you win if you get it wrong, you're gonna have that like and subscribe button. Uh, so Ben, yes, there have been many many a mechanic uh, previewed in commander sets that uh, do things you know there's there's partner, there's uh, uh, experience counters um but this ability uh, is gratefully cons- generally considered the biggest mistake made in a in a commander product and uh was originally added with the second commander set on a card aluro he didn't have the ability but basically it is a ability that affects the game from the command zone uh it is a keyworded ability that affects the game from the command zone so these different cards uh will have this ability and while they're in the command zone they affect the board in different ways uh you know, Anala uh, copies uh, uh, does uh, has wizard battle enter the battlefield effects get doubled. Uh, Markov uh, has uh, one one vampire tokens get out of the play, etc. What is that ability called?
1: Oh, the ability that is on the cards that that affects what the, is the board while are in the command zone. Correct. Oh, I don't think I recall. I don't think you're you're going you're going into deep commander command zone lore on me. I mean, this is like you guys understand. This is like me punching with one hand tied behind my back. Alex Famous, is like, this famously, is a this is a fair fight. <laughs> famously, like,
0: famously, one of the like most powerful commanders. I mean, Edgar Markov is like a hundred plus dollar card. Uh this is also the set. This is also the set for reference that Kess was Originally uh, printed in. If I was going to give you a face
1: card, if I was going to give you like a comp of what this exchange is like, it would be like if I was like, hey, Alex, I'm going to give you a piece of pretty gettable movie trivia. And you're going to be like, okay. And I'll be like, in the Oscar nominee, and you'd be like, okay, yeah, never mind. <laughs> no, give me, give me, give
0: me. That, yeah, that is a good example because I would probably be able to try and get that an- that question correct.
1: You're asking me for the keyword ability that's on these cards that when they're in the command zone, something happens. Like it's like you get a token. You get yeah. Uh, Whenever a
0: vampire enters the battlefield, get a one-one vampire token. Uh, the dragon one lets you search for another dragon. Uh, there's a, I believe there's a dragon. Uh, the dragon. There's the dragon tribal. The wizard tribal vampire tribal and one other one is it a two word thing or a one word thing is a one word is one word
1: yeah uh I don't even have a i don't even have a guess on this is it um i
0: will i will let you i will let you uh pass if you can even name the third the last tribes that were included no this is no wizard you know wizard vampire and dragon
1: wizard vampire Dragon. Um, this can be red, blue. Black. So then white There's a vampire dragon. Let's go There's with one. More. one.
0: It's, it's one more. It was during the era when there were only four for uh, commander products.
1: Let's go with uh, Angel.
0: No, it was cat.
1: Uh, cat. So
0: it was the dragon, which um, uh, and the ability uh, for that. Now we're going to give it is eminence.
1: Eminence. Uh, if you're multiple uh, uh-huh. choice on that one, I don't know if I get it. Maybe.
0: Uh, so, so the Ur Dragon, uh, which as long as the Ur Dragon is in the command zone or in the battlefield, other dragon spells you cost cost one less. Uh, Edgar Markov makes one one vampire creature tokens. Inala, if you pay one, you can create a token of any wizard that you cast as it enters the battlefield. Uh, that you exit out the end of that turn. Arabo, Roar of the World, is at the beginning of combat on your turn. It gives uh, a cat you control plus three plus three until end of turn. And those are the four. Those are the four. And it is great. And Aloro gains you a life uh, every upkeep, I believe. Okay. So those are, those are relatively all considered mistakes and that's that's the mechanic so we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about that today but uh at the time of recording this episode uh Baldur's Gate previews have not started there were things leaked so we're gonna be able to talk about one of the key mechanics and it's gonna be a greater conversation but before that we're gonna talk about some of the other things that were previewed and the first one is we got a pseudo schedule for the rest of the year and so so far we know Dominaria United and the Brothers War but we now know the code names for the rest of the 2022-2023 release scheduled and that is uh this winter's uh lacrosse set we then have marathon and marathon epilogue so it looks like we're going to get a double uh double set and then okay. and then that will be followed by this next summer's netball all
1: right you don't know what
0: that is and then we have the end of the year the fall set for next year which is off-roading off-roading now for those who don't know wizards of the coast creates off-the-wall code names for the set so that people can refer to something and people know what they're talking about without them having official names or whatever for that product. And so these are the like fake names. Um, they used to, when they were, when they were, they were blocks, uh, have like three part series. So you would like, um, I think like Louie Dewey and Huey was one. And then there was like uh duck dodge roll or something, you know, they, yeah, they're normally, yeah, like,
1: they've always been snap, crackle, pop, like they whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. three word combo you can come up with is always,
0: um, so so obviously there's not a lot of information here the big one is that is that uh regular set plus epilogue and now we're going to get into lore things this is a morning of ben things that ben doesn't know about <laughs> uh but you do know that for the last few sets Phyrexians have been showing up right you know erbras mm-hmm. was in the last set you know before that there was uh and Born Clux was last year so we're obviously we had, building and
1: that's how we had um uh tamio complete just because yeah, Tameo, Tameo
0: complete was, 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 uh, was included in, Tameo. in Kamigawa. Uh, so we're going to see more completed Planeswalkers. And we do know that likely Dominaria United is the next big story moment within this, right? That the play- the Phyrexians are probably going to do some type of reason for Dominaria to unite amongst themselves to fight mm-hmm. off that Phyrexian invasion. Either they invade or whatever. So likely we see a Shieldred or an Elishnorn in the next set. Okay. And then the Brothers War, which is a prequel series, a lot of people are theorizing either there'll be some time travel shenanigans where main characters go back in time to get some weapon to defeat the Phyrixians, or it'll just be a, like, we needed to establish a weapon that can defeat Phyrixia. Let's flash back to the Brothers War where that weapon was developed, right? Either either it's going to like Chekhov's gun, a weapon to defeat the Phyrixians, or it's going to be a time travel heist. I prefer
1: time travel heist. I was going to say, if I had to describe things that sound good to you in a magic story, a time travel heist sounds like, we're I mean, both big of that
0: here. it's one of my yeah. favorite blocks and it's because there's a time travel heist uh and then then it sounds like we're probably going to do a like a break we're going to come back who knows what lacrosse is and then we get marathon and marathon epilogue and i think and it feels a little quick and i want to know what your vibe is on this i think this is new Phyrexia and i think it is like the the war of new Phyrexia and then mirrored and restored or or something along those lines now a lot of people on the internet think this is too quick like, mm. like they want this friction story to last, few, you know, if this was the next Infinity Saga, it's only been three years really since the last one. So maybe four years by the time this comes out. Is that is that too soon? Or is this the Amonket of this set? That's the other theory where like in the story, Amenket was the like the big nickel bullet showed his face and then kicked the crap out of our main characters. And is mm. this going to be like new Phyrexia and then the Gatewatch destroyed epilogue? What are what are you what are your thoughts, Ben?
1: I'm just wondering if they're going to bring back Phyrexian Mana.
0: <laughs> well, we 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 got it. We got it on Tommyo. Tommyo complete has that as oh, right, uh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. yeah. So, so, so I, think I think mean, we, I as think a general will.
1: as a general set mechanic, yeah. I mean, I just uh, the
0: one I'm interested in is actually is in fact, between the two. The mm-hmm. two a that has like modern relevance to it, right? Uh, like I think. Mana, I think they like know that a five drop becoming a four drop is going to always be fine, right? We're never yep. going to see free spells with Frixia Mana, but they've realized that like as long as it's an expensive spell becoming a less expensive spell,
1: whatever. I think like, they'll find. To... I I guarantee, guarantee. I will call shot on the podcast right now. They will play with the idea of a free spell. It won't be Getaxian Probe where you can pay two life to draw a card. It'll be mm-hmm. it'll be a version of that that's like. If you meet this condition, you can pay two life rather than pay... Like, that's what it's going to be. It'll be like, if you beat this difficult condition, you can use this spell like a Gataxian Probe, but only if it's the first time you've paid life this turn or something, where you can't do it more than once. You won't have to play multiple Gataxian Probes. Like, there'll there'll be some restriction that will make the card cool.
0: It'll be like blue, blue... Phyrexian mana, Phyrexian mana, blue, blue, counter target spell. You may
1: exile a blue card from your hand to make this card cost two blue less. Yes, some something like that's that's what I mean. They'll come up with a way to do it. They'll push it because they always do. Because the thing about it is, this is always what makes me laugh about when people talk about cards being too powerful, is that cards are too powerful because they're trying to push the cards to make us want to play them, to keep them exciting, always. And anytime anything ever has been famous, whether it's Delve or Dredge or Phyrexian mana, the most powerful broken ones that break magic open are the ones they try to figure out ways to go back to. It's just hard to do. It's difficult to do for them. If they, if they push right. it too much, it's not fun. So that's why you get weird variations on things like that. I think.
0: And, and I do think that when they try and not make things powerful, that's also honestly, historically the worst version of magic, right? The Ixalan best, era best. of mono red being the best deck for two years was not a good era of magic. the, The Kamigawa block original when like post Mirrodin, they powered everything down for two sets. Not a great one. The post Urza saga masks block, (laughs) not famously known for being super, super well regarded historically. So like I do think broken thing. I think like the two worst versions of magic are parasitic and unbroken, right? Which was one of the problems with Kaladesh, right? Because it was both it was broken, but parasitic. So I, yeah, got a question. I, I agree I, I, think.
1: I, I, I gotta interrupt you here for a second because you now I just I just thought of something you threw at me a trivia question that was very difficult for me because in terms of that type of stuff it's just oh, trivia.
0: Yeah, or people people to have to like and subscribe though if they get it yeah. wrong <laughs>
1: if you get this wrong guys if you get this
0: wrong you have to like and subscribe you have to, the, the video. You have to like you have to share you have to co- hit that share button and send it to a friend post it on a social media platform and tag us on Twitter
1: <laughs> I'm going to name three sets. Okay. and you have to tell me for i have to, it's got to be eh, three i'll give it three cuz I'll make it gettable for you in case you just don't. okay i'm going to name three sets and I you know have to tell me before. chronologically what's the order these sets came out okay 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 all right three sets are torment prophecy plane shift <laughs> <laughs> uh torment
0: prophecy Lane shift.
1: And while you're listening to this, guys, and you're thinking about it, you put your comments below, and you can use the hashtag Alex is bad at trivia. And no, I'm kidding. You uh, just just comment below if you know the answer, and if you get it wrong, if you're wrong. You got to like and subscribe.
0: No, you have to share it. We they we already played the like and subscribe game. Oh, We're this escalating share this. Version? Okay. Yeah, this is a share on Twitter and tag us and follow us. And I'm at Kess Wiley. Ben is at Ben Bateman Media. Um, I believe that prophecy came first followed by yeah prophecies first torment plane shift
1: oh you're close prophecy that's is first.
0: plane shift torment
1: yes prophecy is the third set in it's in not Mercadia. plane shift is
0: it it's, it's, yeah, it's planar it's chaos plan- no that's oh, planar chaos yeah that's okay yeah yeah
1: Prophecy's the third set from mask's block and then Plane shift is the yeah, second. I knew, set. like I was
0: pretty confident that pro- I was pretty confident that neither of the two sets you named came before Urza's Saga, and I knew Prophecy was in, yeah. in Mask Block.
1: So Prophecy is the third in the Mask Block, and then you have mm-hmm. Plane Shift is the second set in the Invasion Block, which comes right after. And then- okay, so
0: Invasion Invasion is like a black hole in my brain. I understand Mask Block because it's relevant to what happens with Urza, and I understand torment because uh-huh. torment's part of the the like weighted weirdly black and blue and red and white cards yeah, were like that's right odyssey, part of, um, that's, odyssey odys- yeah.
1: that's odyssey uh judgment torment i believe that was, that's, that's
0: I my black hole so like i literally anything before modern and after Urza's saga i basically don't know anything about my yeah, like extent is like ideas. if part
1: there's a reason yep. I chose these sets.
0: Yep, yep, <laughs> yep, nope, that's fair. There's my black hole. All right, well, if you got it wrong, everybody, if you got it right, congratulations. If you got it wrong, you got to like, subscribe, share, all the things, all the things, social content, right, creators want. But, so, returning to frixia is, is new Phry- is Phryxia mana the thing you're most excited by? Is there any other mechanics, living weapon, infect? I think, like, infect's the weird one, right? Because infect is, like, I, I would say Frixia mana and effect are the most inherently Phyrexian mechanics of their mechanic
1: suite, right? Yeah, I think you named I think you named the two. Um, They're they're really the most interesting. I think probably if you're going to go back to Scars of Mirrodin block uh, cards that were significant in that block, there's we've already gotten a lot of Tezzerets, so I don't actually think like any any kind of anything with Tezzeret. And I know story wise, maybe that doesn't make sense, but that doesn't get me that excited because we've had so many of them. I do think mm-hmm.
0: I think he's going to be there. I think he's a main character of the story, but fair.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, if they gave us I, I, I've never liked a Tezzeret really, I think, as much as Foreman and Tesseret, even though the later ones are better, like the six mana one's insanely good. I just they've never been able to get me with the same energy as that first one that I liked so much. But I will say when you talk about riffing on cards, because they like to do that, there's two things that stand out. One of them would be a version of Koth that is actually awesome beyond what we got Cause oh, yeah. a great card it's just like really unexplored. And the other one would be a riff on worm coil engine because we haven't really gotten a proper throwback version and they do stuff like that a lot. That's one sure, of the most sure. iconic cards ever at this point. Worm coil engine, I would say it's like a top top 50 most iconic magic cards probably. So I do think there would be. Hundred, yeah. Yeah. I think it's as an argument. I mean, it's a, it's referred to commonly as the sixth Titan, right? Like that, that's pretty notable. Um, so
0: I, I do think uh, there would be a like cool other than thing. Primeval Titan. I wouldn't include any Titans on the most iconic. maybe sun Titan. And even then no. yeah, the, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not, continue your statement.
1: You're such an argumentative little. <laughs> 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 yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't think any of the other Titans other than the primetime are, are, I mean, Primetime's is a definite top 50 iconic magic card, but it's so interesting. The older you get into that conversation, the more it feels like you have to be making room for like all the classic stuff. So top 50 is really restrictive. It's like, You just you immediately are going to like the most famous, you know, like all those original cards, right? All the Moxes, Black Lotus, all the Power Nine, like Wheel of Fortune. You know, you have all these cards you have to hit before you even start to get into newer stuff. So something breaking top 50 is pretty big. You might be right. Warm Coil might be a little lower than that, but primeval Titan is definitely top 50. But I would like to see them go and do a throwback to worm coil or to Cough. Those are both cards. Like a Phyrexian
0: think... coil Engine. You like it? Dot a six-six artifact that has six, but it has Infect and like what's a what's a not Death Touch and or Life Link option?
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, not Death touch, Infect would be one that you
0: could go with. It I could, could I could see us going and it, it, instead of having Infect, they have like Poison and Wither. Like it, like if they want to avoid Infect entirely, because I think Infect has like power level concerns, right? Like as if you you. If you print anything two drop or better with Infect, it becomes a real like consideration for modern playable, right? I mean, I, I, maybe that they don't care, and like, I guess does a modern Infect need a better Infect card? I think there's also a lot of cool design space you can go with, like the three drop, four drop world of Infect creatures, right? Like, there's cool. Here's stuff. my
1: here's my idea for the card. Ready? Here's my pitch. Worm <laughs> coil w- updated worm coil engine. Okay. It is the same card. It is 6-6. Six, six, uh, it is 6-6 six, six Death Touch, but instead of Lifelink, it's Infect. It's a 6-6 six, six Death Touch Infect. and okay, so it's still Death Touch. Okay. Yeah, and it costs 6, but it's 5 and 2 colorless like Phyrexian. So you can pay 5 for it if you want. And when it dies, here's the kicker. I just came up with this. When it dies, you may pay as many times as you want 2 colorless mana for a 1-1 Death Touch Infect token. But you can pay Phyrexian instead of the two, which means if you had a way to like play it and sack it, you could pay like eight, you know, you could, you could pay 16 and get a whole bunch of creatures. Uh, sure. It's just restrictive and they're one one So, like, it's a, I think there'd be f- a fun thing of like you pay to make tokens and like you could pay two or you could pay Phyrexian. So, like, if you had a way to kill it, it's like kind of a combo piece, but it's restrictive because it's expensive. It also would be fun for commander too, because cards that have big costs like that, you mm-hmm. know? So, do know. you, do you think?
0: just on the like the infect train do you think modern infect would play or like I guess the, the color pie right like what if they print one white for a 1-1 one, one infect so you your white listener elf. I mean you could put them in other colors right like white is gonna be the big Lastly, in it
1: right that's one white that's one white for a 2-1 infect that's the common uh, it's, from it's like... one and
0: a white for a 2-1 yeah yeah and then red has a first striking 2-1 mm-hmm. as well I think
1: yeah blue's got blighted agent um and it's also got the it's also got the the Drake, the viral viral Drake thing. Um, and then the blue is a few right? it has the five, five for five because because it, it was uh, black, green
0: were the first to like be all in. Then mm-hmm. blue and blue is the third place. And then the second set added white as a part. And then the last set was like red got four infect cards, right? It got the fire breather, the razor back, whatever the two one mm-hmm. first striker. And it got um, the the pinger. It has like the four mana, two mana ping, but with infect. I think we're the three main red. Infect
1: There's creatures. like some really interesting stuff when it comes to infect design. Because I think when you talk about the different cards that have existed that have come out of infect, a lot of them are the kind of card that are so good. Um, they end up in a lot of different kinds of decks. Like for, and I'm I, obviously modern has seen Infect as a major player. You know, Bant Infect has been a thing or blue green, I should say, that plays what's his name? Um, there's been played.
0: Bant, there's been Saltai, there's been yeah. Black and Black Green, right? Those are like the three main.
1: So you have it as a modern deck, obviously, that's notable and it's been in and out of, you know, a tier one deck for years. Um, but then you also have certain cards like, like Ink Moth Nexus is a great example of a card where I will put Ink Moth Nexus into almost every single commander deck I've ever built. Almost any single one ever we know. Grafted exoskeleton yeah. has been a card that has seen play for years because of exactly what we're talking about. I play tainted mm-hmm. strike in almost any black deck that I can possibly play because it's an out of nowhere win card. Um, even a, even a glimmering oil, shimmering oil, glimmering the black one, the black black enchantment creature one, glistening glistening oil, glistening oil. That's the one. Even that card. I mean, like the thing is that's so interesting about infect is that it's a very dangerous mechanic to push. I think Igbom mm-hmm. Nexus is the best example of this is a totally like makes sense to me card. It's just so easy to abuse and has always been so easy to abuse. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think for them to make it interesting, they'd have to keep it up to par with the old design. And I think pushing too many like one and zero you know, lands or yeah. one, after one, I think it gets I, kind of dangerous.
0: I think the way you play with it is you make it a control card now instead of an aggro card. Mm. Right? Like, like, in, in fact, in new for in in scars of and block was about the phyrexians attacking, right? So it was about making, sh- you know, how being aggressive and making a one one that you pump, I think you could do an infect strategy that's much more of a like, I'm now trying to control the board, right? Like every turn, put a minus one minus one counter on all creatures or fight cards that do or like creatures that can fight as a triggered ability, or like removal spells that have in fact like a like a two three mana lightning bolt but with infect or a two mana shock with infect i think sounds really cool like i think there's cool ways to play with it and like showing that all of the different colors have been more incorporated into the process cuz there's a lot of red space right that wasn't really and white space specifically that we haven't really seen that takes advantage of infect so i think there's cool places to go and it's going to be interesting to see what they do. And like, there could be like, it could be a zero one for one, right? Like a white a zero one. I literally,
1: fact. as you were saying this, I came up with a card in my mind. I was just going to pitch you. It's it's so it's that. Okay. But it's hybrid. It's hybrid black, blue, hybrid, black, blue, zero one hex proof. Okay. But here, hear me out. Hybrid mm-hmm. black, blue, zero one hex proof. Whenever this creature attacks, you get two poison counters. So you have to go all in and pump this card. You have to. You can't gradually kill them with like a because if you attack five times, you'd be dead.
0: Ward versus hexproof, right? But sure,
1: because hexproof's too good. You're thinking?
0: Well, they just don't. They don't. I don't think they print hexproof anymore, or they pr- oh, print just- it in very rare. It's been well, like, I mean, just to build on this, what about ward? Just just doesn't have infect, but ward gain two poison counters.
1: Hmm, that's interesting.
0: Or like a one-one infect ward gain two poison counters. Like oh, but I'm two. saying
1: I'm saying the creature gives me the poison counters. I'm saying it's a zero one that when I attack, it hurts me. That's how we're justifying, that's how we're justifying it being hexproof. But I mean, obviously, it, maybe it would be ward three or something. I I, I it sounds yeah, like yeah. we're all over the place with these pitches, but but I do agree with you. I think there's some cool design space to make some cards that are a little more complicated than Glistener Elf. Or lost the in. I right. think like you can explore the space as Chris. And that's what wanted. I brought up.
0: Ward, right? Like think of like what are the abilities that, in fact, didn't have available to them. Ward didn't didn't exist. So you mm-hmm. can have poison counters be a part of a ward cost. You can do. We never got a fire breathing dragon with infect, right? We got a fire breather, but we've never gotten an infect dragon. We did, but it was mono black, right? We haven't gotten a red one. I guess so. Oh, okay. So I got uh, an
1: idea for you. This is cool because like you're like talking an about angel. <laughs> you're talking about interesting stuff that didn't exist at the mm-hmm. time that infect was printed they had abandoned protection it was not a thing anymore and obviously the way that you make infect creatures good is by targeting them with instants and sorceries what if you had an infect creature that was protection from instants and sorceries unblockable protection from instants and sorceries you can't pump it but well, they... i don't
0: think we're, i don't think making it unblockable is like i don't i don't like it can't be better than the ones that exist that would be problematic
1: to pump it you have to figure it you have to like throw auras on it you have to give like
0: oh you can't you can't hit it sure it's
1: protection from instance i don't think it
0: needs to be unblockable though i think a i think a two mana one one infect with protection from instance and sorceries is good enough
1: yeah maybe if it costs that's two. The, yeah. That's
0: the interesting card. If you give it um, like you don't need to attach this, isn't like a make your own map. Like you don't want to <laughs> add like 18 abilities to something. <laughs> all right. Can you so, call
1: future sites my favorite set of all time, guys? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so all right. So that's 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 that. And then and then we're going to do another set. So we'll see where we go. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see. I I, I think my, my personal belief is I think it's gonna be a false defeat. You mentioned Tesseret. So my my shot call here is that we're going to return to Phyrexia and the main characters do a lot of loss are going to defeat the Praetors. They're going to kill all five Praetors or okay. uh, maybe not, Herbat, but they're going to defeat the Praetors. But through that process, Tezzeret becomes the new Yagmoth. He becomes the new God of machines, father of machines. And then the next story with the Phyrexians is defeating Tezzeret. And that's the next wave. Okay. Um, Cause they're definitely setting him to be a manipulator. If you know, final fantasy six Kefka, is this character often in final fantasy games, there's like the main minion of the bad guys that you're dealing with, but he's the minion. So you're just like, Oh, this guy is not a big deal. I'm trying to defeat the big God King behind him, whatever. And then at like the, the, the two court, two thirds of the way through the story, Mark, the minion kills the, is the one that defeats the guy and like usurps their power. Right. Got so it, got it. I think that's going to be, I think that's what we're getting. I think we're seeing one of those.
1: Um, good old good old Kefka. Sometimes I feel like a fake nerd. Sometimes I feel like i my nerd card, like my nerd cred gets like I have to like admit, you know what I mean? That i I've, I've got He's like he's like a mustache twirling clown. But then becomes are you referring like, to me or are you refer to the character? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm
0: gonna let the audience decide. All right. So a bunch of cards were previewed before we get into Baldur's Gate, uh, and then the last conversation you want to have. And and the first one's from the Warhammer 40k set. So uh, for those who don't know, this is going to be the first kind of fully designed, uh, which is interesting that it's 40K, but uh, fully designed set. It's a commander product, so there's there's multiple commander decks um, centered around an outside property. We've had two secret layers up to this point uh, that had new cards printed for it, and then we've had a secret, a few secret layers in the Godzilla promos that were like skins on regular cards with outside properties. This will be the first time we get a fully designed set it's a commander product the next what will be the first actual draftable set will be the lord of the rings set and we've gotten four cards printed one of them is a is an altered skin so fabricate so two blue. switch your library for an artifact card reveal it put into your hand and shuffle uh we have vanguard suppressor which like if we if you had brought up that design for that warm coil engine a little bit later in the conversation would have been (laughs) a great segue because it has squad uh, squad two as an additional cost to cast this spell you may pay two any number of times oh, when this funny. creature enters the battlefield, create that many tokens that are copies of it. So it's like <laughs> enters the battlefield versus death, but it's multi kicker uh, with like a, with a sure. extra steps. Um, and then it has flying. And then, you know, they're taking advantage of the D&D set mechanic where like abilities get named. So it's suppressive fire. Whenever Vanguard suppressor deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. So you can make a bunch of two, two three two clones that all have the Ophidian effect. You have Blood for the Blood God, eight black, black, red, instant. This spell costs one less to cast for each creature that died this turn. Discard your hand, then draw eight cards. Blood for the Blood God deals eight damage to each opponent. Exile Blood for the Blood God. Oh, that's so good. Better Wheel wheel of Fortune for eight, plus eight damage, but it costs... It's only you, though. Black, it's, black, not, it's not Wheel.
1: It's just you. Wheel for you. Oh, yeah. Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Way better. Um, um, obviously, last this is... Well, I was going to so say try- this card is sweet because like, again, this is designed for commander, but like this is a great card to just like have in your deck. You're sitting on it to hit your land drops. And then all of a sudden it's like somebody just rafts the board. and You're like, oh, cool. I'll just like take advantage of this and pay three to discard my hand and draw eight cards. You all take the fact
0: eight. that's an instant is like a big deal. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like, let me wreck everyone. And it's not hard to have eight creatures die in yeah. general. And, and a it's not a you control either. I mean,
1: th- also it's black red so that it plays nicely into a sacrifice deck. You just play this mm-hmm. in any, you know, any kind of a token based sacrifice stack. And this card is bananas.
0: Yep. Yep. I think it, I think this is this card's going to be brutal at, at, at times. And then the last card is Abaddon the Despoiler two blue, black, red for a legendary creature. Astartes warrior, which is the the in lore name for space marines. I've been told, uh, it has trample five, five, uh, during your turn spells, you cast from your hand with mana value X or less have cascade where X is the total amount of life. Your opponents have lost this turn. And a lot of people looked at this and were like, oh, okay, what's the biggest number I can create quickly, right? They're looking at four drops and six drops trying to be like, okay, I want to play my five drop and give a cascade. This card, if you do one damage to one opponent, lets all of your one drops have cascade, meaning you can like just strategically target all of the free spells, all of the (laughs) the, like free cost cards that have the suspend effect. No problem for two mana. So if you play build your deck correctly, you can just have demonic consultation or vampiric tutor be your only one drops. And then just cast Thassa's Oracle and just instantly cast Demonic Consultation and stack them correctly <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and went off the game. So like historically Cascade, when Cascade was first printed, there were zero cards under three mana that had it because the lower the converted mana cost of the card that has Cascade, the more broken it is. Because it's very yeah. easy to build a deck of all two drops and have one one drop that you want every single time. It's very yeah. hard to do that with three drops.
1: Correct me if I'm wrong here. These are all commander cards and commander cards only, though. These will not be legal in yes, These modern.
0: are not these do they legacy, but not not modern. Correct. Not modern. So okay. these these yeah. are these are legacy yeah. strategies, right? That you're able to take advantage of.
1: Um, I know we've talked about it before. I do feel I do feel at this point, fabricate is the perfect fair tutor. It's like exactly not good enough to be competitive, but exactly good enough to be compelling. Like it's a just a it's a good enough card, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Good enough. I agree. Like it's playable. Yeah, Not the best, but they're be. better. Yeah, yeah. Do you know anything about Warhammer?
1: Uh, I've played it maybe once in my life. Okay, that's more than I, me. I'm... I think, I, I mean, if I did, it was like a long time ago. I mean, you know, obviously you and I have spent a tremendous amount of time in game stores in our lives. So we've seen a million setups and looked at all the miniatures. And I've, you know, known people that have played it. I mean, like, I feel like we're both in this camp where we're pretty familiar with what it looks like and how it, you know, the presentation the actual gameplay itself, I don't know that much about. But I do know that, like, 40K Space Marines, people just, like, really love. It's, like, very... Yeah, yeah. I,
0: it's, I, I've always joked that, like, the two nerd things I know nothing about are 40K and Star Trek. And so we're doing a set with 40K. I'm like, I don't know what any of these cards mean. Are you watching Star Trek right now? Did, you, did I see no. you tweet about that the other day? I tweeted about this morning. <laughs> oh, well, because I'm watching One Piece. And, like, people are like, oh, <laughs> how could you watch all One Piece? And I'm like, oh, you watch all of Star Trek? And there's, like... 900 episodes of that show of those shows (laughs) they're like split up by what the show is called right but like even naruto fans this is a tangent we don't need to get into but there's like 980 (laughs) episodes of naruto if you count baruto which you should uh so yeah so so i'm excited by this just because these cards look cool like i'm excited by the effects i don't nothing about the universe but the people that do seem to be really excited uh i definitely recommend checking out rebel uh, AI's YouTube channel uh, she's doing a bunch of, she's she's into Warhammer her and I would say her and Vincent um, Pleasant Kenobi are going to be the best resources for both magic and that so I would go to their
1: channels the next thing we got previews of were Double Masters so we got we got
0: five preview cards uh, that were previewed in addition to we already knew explore. And that's Weathered Wayfarer, um, Kozilek, Butcher of Truth, Liliana, The Last Hope, Ren and Six and Bring Delight.
1: All cards I'm very familiar with, all cards that I have played a lot of in my life, and all cards that I like a great deal. They're all sweet. The new the new art on Ren Six, by the way, did you see that?
0: Yes, yes. The the um, the the three way, the the dry the, like, there's well, the three versions of it. Yeah,
1: it's so cool. <laughs>
0: The new art on Uh, Kozilek, there's like this brand new Kozilek art. It looks so weird and spiky and different than like what Eldrazi have ever kind of looked
1: like before. Interesting. Yeah, these are all, I mean, these are all cards that obviously Ren and Six has been, uh, you know, uh, offensively expensive for a very long time. So it's good to see there's a reprint of that coming. Um, On the last hope, I remember when that card was first printed, was originally printed in a set that you and I were both kind of of the mind of like, this is going to be expensive for a long time because nobody opened Eldritch Moon. Uh, And it was true. The card mm-hmm. was expensive for a very long time. Uh, Kozalek, all of the OG Eldrazi always have a certain amount of, you know, financial cachet. So um, I think Wayfair is yeah, a card that has been like $80 sold. right now. So, yeah, for sure. Kozalek is? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, whether Wayfair is a card that has, all, I mean, I always try to play that card. I love that card. Uh, but it's exactly the kind of utility card that ends up just creeping up in price over the years unsurprising yeah.
0: and, well, what's cool what's cool is that like of
1: these five cards like this
0: is this is the next modern masters right that that's what kind of double masters has become they've realized that like they can charge more for these sets but then you get two rares per pack which means you have a double chance of hitting a renin six which is a hundred bucks and they'll be and and you know we'll see stuff like i know i think it's already confirmed that um zero mana vault is going to be or mana crypt is in is in the set and okay um so there's like going to be really dope stuff here and this is like exactly what we need right we need reprints of some of these modern horizons cards that there's no way to get them otherwise i think it's going to be sad because i doubt we're going to get much of modern horizons 2 printed in this so we're not going to get ragavons or elementals and the elementals specifically i think need reprints asap is obviously expensive as well but i think like he by himself is less ubiquitous than the others, so uh, uh, all six of them should be reprinted soon, or as soon as they possibly can. But I do think that the bring to light art is really gorgeous. I'm I'm excited that for for just like another good reprint set to get more cards out there. There's a reason Tarmogoyf eventually got to twenty dollars, and it's through multiple printings and sets like this. And that's what stuff like Grand Six needs.
1: Wow. Yeah. The geez. The this the uh, elementals are so expensive. Hmm. Good lord. Well, I'm not that all that bad. Oh, wow, endurance is fifty bucks, huh? Look at that. The
0: last, the last kind of preview set, and that's that that'll be the the tail end of the conversations today, which, you know, we'll 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 figure out how you feel is uh we're in the middle of Baldur Gates, Commander Legends Baldur Gates being previewed right now. This is the Commander focused set. There's a lot of mechanics in it. Um and we've uh at the time of recording seen very little cards. But one thing, there has been a leak. Uh, I'm not going to talk about any specifically cards because I don't know when stuff is being previewed by whom, but I will talk about a mechanic that's been previewed. And that is uh, the background and choose a background mechanic. Basically, instead of partner or partner with, There's going to be a series of legendary creatures that have the ability to choose a background. And then there's going to be a series of enchantments called backgrounds. And they function the same as partner, where you can pick, mix and match different ones, have them in your command zone, and be able to play with them together in the way that partner commanders work or partner with commanders work. But they'll be mix and matchable. So more like best friends than partner with. Um, A, I'm pretty excited just by seeing a new evolution of, This type of mechanic i love the mix and match ability of partner um i'm excited to see it on new types of card types right i like i think that i honestly wish we have some equipments or some enchantments or other abilities that can just have partner so that they can be incorporated with these other characters so that would be cool how do you feel about
1: so like you're saying that i would play a creature and it would be like when you cast this pick your background and that background would be in my command zone and it would enter the battlefield like how does that so you do it ahead of time. So when you build your deck, you,
0: you pick a background and a character and they don't okay. have to have a killer identity that's shared that I know of. These are leaks. This could be changed tomorrow, but they work like partner. Like you can choose, you can choose Jessica and you can choose Rehan and combine them. You have a Jun deck. You can choose one commander that has, uh, choose a background and one background, any of the different enchantments with background, regardless of which ones. And if one's green and one's white, you now have a green white deck. And well, where does the background live?
1: So I'm sure, so in, the okay. zone, in the command zone. Yeah, and you can yeah, yeah. cast it from your command zone, you're saying? Correct. Basically. Got it. Okay. And, it, and then it's destroyable and goes back to your command zone the same as the commander would? Correct.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And now normally they're, you know, smaller effects, I would guess. Or who knows the size of the effect. But they're powered on an ability that enchantments regularly rarely go back to your command zone. Got it. Um, but we'll see what that looks like for sure.
1: Okay. That's interesting. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's I think that, like, playing with that mechanic makes sense to me because the mechanic of partner is has been a fun mechanic like i don't i haven't had any issue with it so more customizability more sort of mix and match type of stuff that it's having a non creature in your command zone which i think is fine i think it's the same reason that having a planeswalker as your commander has always for me been okay i know people have it's a contentious topic but- so how how do you feel about
0: partner in general like do you think that So like there's I think there's a a conflict in the thought on partner. I think Wizards of the Coast has even said that in the future, they're expecting to print more cards that are limited partner. So like Best Friends, which was the Stranger Things mechanic where it's partner, but only for these eight cards versus printing more partner cards that then can be incorporated with all of those other partner cards that have come before it.
1: I'm totally into regular partner. I, I enjoy it a lot. I thought Commander Legends, like I've got my Boros deck that incorporates those two commanders. I think it's really fun. I, I think the thing that I like so much about partner is the repetitive nature of playing a low CMC commander is fun as it is, does sort of, does end up initiating a very similar game strategy every game. And so it's, it's the strategy that I like. But when you have two, so let's say a low CMC one and a high CMC one or two high CMC, one, whatever it is, It just means that your game is going to play out a little bit differently. Your game is not always going to represent or resemble the same game because there are two functional moving pieces that you want to have both in play on in some, you know, in some way in theory. Um, I have been a fan of it. I overall Commander Legends, I think, was a was a pretty big success of a set. I do think it's hilarious that. uh, the two big money cards originally from that set one of them is banned everywhere and <laughs> the other one ended up not mattering at all because it was printed during spell table magic and like nobody wanted to play it
0: <laughs> well Jewel lotus is still like 100 bucks but the other yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's the opposition set, agent yeah. and hull breacher
1: <laughs> opposition agent is hilarious to me because that card was so exciting when it was printed but like it came out in a time where like no one was playing a person commander so just none of us wanted to bother
0: you couldn't really play it's so hard to play it on spell table i also think it's not as good as people thought it was like it punishes it's good in like cdh levels right if people are tutoring a lot it's great but like it's even mind sensor plus it's better than even mind sensor but it's just it's not that much better and it's like a not an even mind sensor is a good card in commander but it's not like a evergreen staple that every white deck Mm -hmm. needs Mm -hmm. to play and I think it was fine. Um, but yeah, I here the, the thing with that's interesting with me with this type of mechanic and partner in general is I think people read partner wrong. I think wizards is reading it wrong. Uh, I think that like there is a read with the first set. The first 15 came out and it was a mechanic that was very, very, very cool. It is maybe my favorite mechanic printed in a commander product of all time. It, but because it was 15 gold cards in a set and to let you play four color decks that all of the cards are relatively non synergistic. There's like small synergies within the ones that were in the same decks, but really it's mostly just like cards that are good that you can mix and match. You ended up with a lot of just like gold three, four or three or four color good stuff decks that these yeah. are just like the most powerful things you could be playing. And, and that had really bad vibes, right? And, and some of them were maybe overpowered. Like there, there's an argument that some of them were above the power level line, but not even just an argument that's true on, on, on Thrasios for sure. Uh, <laughs> But that created a bad vibe for partner. Then they printed partner with, you know, everyone likes partner with. Uh, then then they printed Commander Legends, though, and they incorporated all of these monocolored legends. And now, now there's actually interesting mixing and matching, right? Now you have the ability to create really cool two-color decks or really cool three-color decks. You have different, all these different characters that have different abilities. So you actually do get to synergize together in ways that it's fascinating instead of just like... Here's my three good commanders. It's like, no, I have a seven drop artifact sacrifice giant with a zero drop creature that I get to sacrifice and do something cool in mono red, or I get to sacrifice artifacts with Silas Ren and a Grixis artifact deck. So there's like a much more cooler builder. And I think in that world, the more partner cards, the better. And I'm worried that if they're just going to keep coming out with interconnected insular partner with variants, best friends, this, you're going to have more... Of the problem world, more of the like, these are just four cards that are good together because they are, but like, it's just a good stuff four color pile. Then where you're going the to concern,
1: have. Where does the concern though come from on a Wizard's side where they think this is a good idea? Like, why do you think from a game design standpoint that they think that that's the move? Because for me, like, the optionality of Commander Legends was some of the most exciting stuff. There's a lot of partner commanders in the set. I mean, it makes sense that you would play the two that I'm playing in that deck, they work well together. But that's mm-hmm. there's not the only two that work well together.
0: Yeah, there's really cool stuff you could do. I I I think part of it is just like a public response to the first one. I think that some of it is that there's worries that the more you print, the more backwards compatible problems could show up, and they don't want to break that. I think there's a little bit of a philosophy of like it's bad to have two random ca- characters in your command zone. We want it to be more flavorfully someone that is meant to be with their best friend or just their own person, and like fine and so like in this example right it makes sense like background characters with characters that want backgrounds or or these are all best friends with each other's and you're just picking two that are already friends but to me from a mechanical perspective you're just going to run into the same problem again and again we're going to keep hitting our head against the wall like what's what's different here is that you can't have one legendary creature with another legendary creature right like if every background is one color but then there's some gold legendary creatures then that's three color decks at most, right? You can never get to that four color soup problem that the best friends mechanic has it. But like, I think the freedom of what you said, like you got to create something really cool with the horse and a, and a lizard that are hanging out with each other. I've created Jessica Rayhan, which is all about plus one. Like how many doublings can I do, right? Like what's the most I can do damage to one player at one time by doubling plus one, plus one counters and tripling damage with Jessica, right? right. Combat steps, right? Like there's cool things you can do when you're given that, creative freedom that I think is interesting that I think you'll lose if we don't get more partner cards. And and that's the like, you know, we did get the new there's the new dog in um Kamigawa Yoshimaru ever faithful one legendary creature dog one one whenever another legendary permanent enters the battlefield under your control. Put a plus one plus one counter on Yoshimaru ever faithful. It has partner love that and in fact if they just like once in a while come out with a cool card that has partner with it i'm sati- satiated but i'm worried hmm. that the wrong lessons was learned is all i'm saying
1: gotcha gotcha that's interesting i i mean i i don't when you describe companion to me i can tell you why companion doesn't work i can tell you that from the day that i found out about it i can tell you that the original design add three every level of companion makes sense as to why there would be a problem so when there was outrage and there was an issue with it it wasn't surprising to me I can't on paper explain to you why I think partner the original way would have had that outrage. And I can't explain to you why I think that's a bad thing. To me, it's magic's most popular format. It's a great way to encourage people to play more than one card. It's a great way to get more colors into a deck. And as long as you're designing commanders that are cool, I just don't see it as an issue. I feel like the other way is like kind of closed minded design. I don't want to get it.
0: I'm down to talk about companion for a second. So that that's actually one of the things I think would be a cool way to fix this partner problem is instead of part, you know, because there's partner with, right? There's you are partnering with this exact card. What if it was partner if? So this card has partner and can partner with any of the other partner cards if you have every single permanent card in your deck has CMC two or less. Or if uh, uh Every card in your deck is a different. Name. No, that that's which <laughs> won't be printed. Um, like it, it works like the partner mechanic. It 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 works with it, but it has that deck building restriction. So you can be literally overpowered, right? You can be cards like this is over the power level line, but here's here's all these restrictions that make it harder to do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's an issue because I don't think that giving a creature partner, even if it's a push power level card, breaks the game in the same way that companion does. Because ultimately, sure. if Companion was only legal for Commander, <laughs> I don't think people would have had an issue with Companion the same way. And Partner's not going to be legal in Modern, so it's a different conversation, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think like
0: Companion has literally three issues for it publicly. It's it's broken in sixty card formats. Yep. To create a very cool card for sixty card formats, they created Lutri, which then had to be banned immediately for Commander products because. If you don't know, Lutri has the ability of your deck has to function under the rules of a commander deck, basically. And since every commander deck already does that, just every blue, red X deck ever made should want Lutri unless they're running another companion if Lutri is unbanned. And the problem with that also is that Lutri is a otter elemental and is really cute and has a cool ability that people would love to have as a commander, but they can't because it's banned. Now, I don't think there's a single person on the planet that would have an issue with you playing Lutri as a commander. Right, right. Because the reason it's banned is just the companion mechanic. Um, And as a person who has off-color, non-legal commander decks, just do it. <laughs> uh, and then the third one, um, I think, is the, like, wish card problem, right? Is, like, why does companion get to work in commander but learn doesn't? Why does companion get to work in commander but wish cards can't?
1: Yeah, because it's it's because they're legendary creatures and there's a command zone that already houses those cre- that type of creature. That's why. I mean, it doesn't make sense. But from a basic understanding of the game standpoint, it's like this zone is where you put legendary creatures that are not part of your 99. So here's another way to play legendary creatures that are not part of your 99. That's how that's why conceptually it's supposed to work. You're supposed to. But then you're we're already talking about background. We're talking about other things that are getting introduced here. I I think like there is a really interesting conversation here. And guys, I apologize for. Uh, so much of this about commander today because obviously we are a modern podcast but it is an interesting conversation which is that like
0: it's it's commander legends is previewing a set right now i think we can talk about commander for a week
1: (laughs) i think what's really interesting is that okay magic's original 60 60 card design by the way it wasn't designed originally that you were going to play 60 with a 15 card sideboard and that was the way it was how people established it pretty early but you go look back at like the pro tour winning deck lists from like pro tour one they're like 46 cards Like, it's like the game evolved. That's just what happened. It was designed a certain way. The game evolved. So when Commander started getting popular, they were like, okay, there's this zone. We're calling it the Command Zone. You put a creature in here. At any time, you can cast it. Here's the rules of the Command Zone, right? That only works for this format. Well, Companion is supposed to essentially be a riff on the Command Zone for 1v1 play. That's why it was created, right? We agree that it came to be a part of Magic because they wanted to create a situation where... You could play like a commander player, but in a 1v1 format. Now, the reason it doesn't work, and and I'm not saying that the command zone as a concept doesn't work for 1v1, because I actually think that's where I'm kind of getting at is like, and I want to know your thoughts on this. But the reason the companion doesn't work in 1v1 is because of the math and the math that I have always talked about when it comes to 1v1 magic, which is why I like 1v1 magic so much, gets broken as soon as you go past two players. As soon as those stats that are on the card designs get flipped where that other person can be like, you can't beat two of us if you just go balls to the wall, one like, you know, one for one value. You don't have enough firepower because there's two of us, twice your lands, twice your cards, twice your interaction. So whatever you're doing that works in like a 1v1 thing, I can counter by being the third wheel, or we can counter by being wheels three and four. So I think that that's the reason that the command zone and the general concept of a commander can work in multiplayer because you're not exploiting this thing in a 1v1 nature. There's another variable. I know I've been rambling here, but let me ask you this question. The command zone is a concept. Do you think there's a place for the command zone in 1v1 magic? So,
0: so yeah, you, you did a lot of things. But first of that, you could do 1v1 commander. There are 1v1 commander formats that have been made and are totally fine. Like I, I think that like you you like have to build your deck around this card and it, it creates a different versions of reliability. But like if you wanted to make a modern legal card 1v1 singleton with a commander format, I think that would be a totally fine format. It would need a specific ban list to go along with it that takes resources and tournaments would have to happen around it. But I think that format is totally fine and possibly very fun. The problem with companion being that that is not, not everyone does that. Not every deck has that. And it made a format where if you weren't having a companion, which means you had to play with exactly 10 cards, one of 10, your deck wouldn't work versus commander where there's thousands of legendary creatures in modern. So that opens that up a lot more. So I, I don't know if I agree that com- like companion your your point that companion brings a power level to decks that commander decks get away with because it's a four player format so you the fact that you get a guaranteed eighth card in your hand every game is mitigated by that multiplayer feature fine i, I don't disagree with you but in com, but i don't think it like if that that has more to do with parity too right like if everyone got a one thing if everyone got a commander it would be fine now
1: b- even earlier than that a point you made <laughs> talking about magic with you is like litigating. It's not like 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 talking on podcasts with anyone else is totally different. It's hysterical. I don't I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I appreciate that you let me talk for like three minutes though. I was impressed. Yeah,
0: by that. you went over like eight things. I wanted to respond. Now I'm forgetting <laughs> one of the things you said. Uh, you said I can that. go back over
1: my points for you is to remind you. So the things I talked about were uh, mitigating the one v one concept, and I did ask you if, if a command zone could work in one v one play. Um, which i answered okay got that one (laughs) done yeah and then i think talking about the functionality of uh, of companions and why they are why they're able to work in a multiplayer format because they were basically created to give us the commander experience in one v one play that was right right. okay I, i remember uh so so
0: i think companion was designed from a this exists in the command zone space. In fact, the command zone exists in seventy five card formats. Right now, there's no no cards considered that's, but that's where emblems live. Right when when uh when a planeswalker ultimately sure. creates an emblem, it lives in the command zone. I think that the creation of companions, though, were a retroactive way for them, and the reason they're in the sideboard was a retroactive way to just make them work in sixty card formats versus wishes and learn or other things which are based on the sideboard existing. So I think like. To your point, a legendary creature existing in a board that you have access to in commander or in any format is a thing that makes sense versus wish cards working in commander, because that's a thing that like you don't currently have a sideboard, Wishes cards are always meant to kind of function with this sideboard, at least in the modern era of printing those cards. So when people are like, oh, I wish companion if companion works, why don't wish cards work? Which I, you know, to be honest, I think that's a thing you could change. Like, I think that's a easy change to make to commander that i don't think would do very much if you just made it to wish cards were legal i don't think the format becomes super problematic except maybe in the cdh level it just becomes like less clean because you have to have like a weird sideboard and
1: how does that work is it additional cards it's it's cards 101 through 105 or
0: everyone you every 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 deck can have up to five cards in their sideboard
1: yeah i don't like it that seems that seems clunky
0: Well, I mean, most of the time you don't use it unless you're playing with wish cards. You don't need a sideboard or if you're playing a companion or you're playing with learn cards.
1: I think the the reason
0: the reason for it is for me to do it is because I think Wizards is going to start printing more. Wizards has already started printing more and more wish effects because it's great for best of one. Right. As a as a as a arena based best of one mechanic, it's very helpful. And if they're going to keep doing that, there's going to be more and more cards that don't work in the most popular format. Mind you, I also think that with learn, they may be learned to not do oh. that. And
1: okay.
0: that's where like alchemy came from was like, OK, let's just like create alchemy effects for arena that can never exist in commander and never have to worry about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, the whole the whole conversation surrounding alchemy and like the basically like the the, the digitization of magic and how it's going to have different rules gets it starts to, to really turn the way we understand the game on its head a little bit because it does mean they're going to be able to try things out that are super convenient in a non-paper format that if they become popular enough, we'll probably, they'll probably find a way to adopt. I, I kind of think that the future of Paper Magic is going to be them exploring more in the 1v1 command zone space. I don't think that companions as they created them are the end. I think that that's the first paper attempt At creating a similar play experience, because I do think what they really ultimately want is somebody who builds their commander deck and goes to the local shop and has fun to look at the other formats they can play and be like this thing I'm used to that has been so much fun and it's ultimately, you know, gotten my money like it's gotten me to buy cards. I want to apply this in another avenue. I want to apply this in another way. I want to play an. En- I want to pay an entry fee. I want to dignify the Pro Tour. I want to like, and I want to do that because I understand the value of having a commander. So I think probably companion is not the right way. I think eventually figuring out some rule or format in one v one play that just allows for commanders, like a command zone, and commanders is probably coming at some point. Would be my guess. I mean, Brawl essentially is trying that out. Like there's there. They, I they think continue. it would
0: be cool. I think like a one V one singleton commander led format would be a cool like brawl. Basically, honestly, yeah. brawl for standard. If standard just became brawl, I'd be totally happy about it. They need we need the band cards more regularly because I think that is a like brawl on arena has had moments where it's broken, right? There's like, oh, I'm playing against Niv Mizzet decks every single game. And this is miserable. So you have to yeah. be careful of that. And I think standard maybe the card pool is too small. This is but there was like all- a, a Pioneer Singleton commander led 1v1 format, that sounds dope. I love like, like the Singleton feature, like Canadian Highlander is awesome, right? So like, I would be totally fine with that. I think that would be really cool. I think like alchemy, alchemy is really interesting because I think I, I agree with you that I think it's a really good resources for wizard because they're able to try stuff out and be like, oh, what if this will work? What about this power level? They're able to get on a like rotating basis at a much quicker yeah. level, a ton of data on micro decisions on power level and card power and card abilities. Like, yes, there's the weird stuff where this card finds like a seven like of, of seven cards on a list somewhere in the Internet. This will get one of them. But it also gets all of the like. Oh, but what if Tarmogoyf was a uh, didn't have plus one as its toughness? What right. does that card see play? Oh, okay. So the future does it dominate standard if we do that? No. Okay. Well, that means that's a card we can print in the future into paper. I think the like other it's just so messy and I don't know how my like my brain can't wrap around alchemy. It's the first time in any magic format that I've been able to totally just like not pay attention at all to any cards printed in it. Like I don't care, I don't know.
1: I don't even know how they work. <laughs> as soon as you dignify this is this is the problem. Like I've played a good amount of Hearthstone. I've played a pretty pretty good amount of it. I, for a few years I really enjoyed playing Hearthstone and I've played a lot of Clash Royale. Like I I have I have played some 1v1 game on my phone, digital client, collectible, whatever you want to call them. Like there's different names for them. And the thing I always end up finding is like the level of permanence associated with this experience for me is totally compromised by the fact that you can say this thing that you like that you've invested time and money and energy in, we've decided is now too good, so we're not going to get rid of it, we're just going to make it less good. Or or this thing that you've got a lot of, we're just going to make better now. Like and it's not the thing that you had. It's not the thing you paid for. It's not the thing that you got. We're going to change it. That's the issue that goes along with with those games and the buffing and the, and the nerfing of things that I think if you get comfortable with in Magic, certainly there's a version of Magic in, in a digital client like Arena that, that can work for. They've already started doing it. But I think it's the further down that road you go, the less and less dignified Paper Magic is going to feel. And I don't well. think that that's a good decision. I think that that's a bad decision. <laughs> I would have agreed
0: with you until this January when they announced that like arena is less than like 15% of total profit for Watsi, right? Like, like paper magic and in paper tournament play is the future of magic. And the announcements they've made over the last four months has led to that being looking like it's going to be true. And they've even said, this is our plan. So I don't know. I think the problem with alchemy is honestly just the arena economy sucks. And so how do you invest in a brand new deck? And then they can modify your cards so they no longer work and there's no recompense. Like the way that the economy on arena is just so broken that like, how do you, keep up with ever rotating cards not to mention the metagame changing that i that's where i like fall into like they need to fix one of these and then maybe i'd be more interested but i, I don't right. i'm not worried about i'm no longer worried about wizards thinking arena is the future of tournament play magic i think i yeah. actually have decided it's not i think arena is a great supplemental income and there's cool stuff to do there and they get a lot of data from it and they get to play around with it and it lets people draft more than they've ever
1: drafted before and it's maybe one of the main audiences for limited formats i think is absolutely phenomenal and if i if anything i said is i gonna go makes anybody doubt that incorrect i think that the i think the economy is difficult i think the thing that's being implemented with arena the thing specifically i'm talking about of of the nerfing and buffing cards of changing cards to see how they feel that's my that's my thing i don't want us to start to feel as magic players like that's normal i don't want my and that's kind of what happened with with like lurus the fact that we we've seen it right that's like this card was printed, we got very popular. So then we nerfed it, we changed the rules, it's not written on the one that you bought. So now you have to kind of know from another place. Okay, then we printed a version of this a special release version that has the new rule. And now it's banned. Like that's such a confusing thing to have happened from the perspective of like changing goalposts. I don't want more of that to become normal. That doesn't feel good. That's not that's not the direction paper magic should go.
0: My preference in regards to companion is companion <laughs> is no longer a mechanic that works in 60 card formats and is is like yeah. errata one more time to say, like, if you have a commander, the rest of it <laughs>
1: <laughs> the word companion doesn't mean anything yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. or just like now companion is just partner if. Right. And that's what I love. Like, I love I love companions and commander like they are amazing. Com- uh, partner if is such a cool idea of you get to play with this card in your command zone or but you have to follow these regulations and there's cool stuff you could do with it too, right? This could be your third. You could literally just be companion. You could have like companion sword, like right. sword of best friends. And it's like an equipment that like, if your deck is exclusively merfolk, you get this sword in your command zone. If you would like, you know, something along those lines. I think that's cool. And we'll see what the future of it is. Uh, is there a card you want reprinted in either boulders gate or double masters more than anything?
1: Hmm. No, there's not one. There's, I don't I don't really have a good answer for that question. I don't think so. I think okay. most of the cards that I've... I would have said Ren and Six was pretty high on my list, so I'm glad to see that's getting a reprint. I do agree with you. I think some of the stuff from Horizons 2 would have been nice. Like, Raghavan's a big one. Those Elementals are big. They see a lot of, of play. Negation would
0: be cool, right? From a Modern Horizons set. Because if it, yeah. it can only be sure. Modern Horizons 1, or like, uh, yeah. I think my, like, high in the eye dream is imperial seal is in double masters as a mythic oh, yeah. i want an imperial seal reprint so badly and uh dockside extortionist is in Baldur's gate
1: dockside because it can box
0: be box there, there are goblins and there are docks and there are treasures <laughs> and <laughs> that's
1: not a card that matters in modern it i mean it, it, it could it's be not legal good. in modern
0: it, what it's not legal in modern. In Baldur's well, Gate, that's a, a double, commander legend. Set.
1: Double Masters is right, right. right, It's not Horizons. It's not modern. And
0: neither, neither of them, like Double Masters, is going to have a ton of cards for Legacy, right? Like that—that's right, right. not. Neither of them are modern specific. There will be modern reprints in it, but Baldur's Gate, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a multiplayer commander set, so that's why I want yeah. Dark Side.
1: Interesting. Um. Well, I'm excited to see what happens with it, man. Uh, this was this was a fun conversation. I feel like we uh feel like we went uh went down the rabbit hole deep on this one. So I mentioned it last week and actually got a really wonderful message from one of you guys who did not know that I had rescheduled the tour from last October that I had to reschedule. Uh, I'm going to be playing a series of shows between June and September calling it a tour. It's more like 10 shows over the course of a few months. The first one is in Columbus, Ohio, June 10th. Then it'll be Denver and Austin late June, and uh, New York, Chicago. I'm going all around the country. So check out benbatementour.com. If you've never checked out my music, I'm on Spotify, iTunes, all the various places, and uh, continuing to release music. It means a lot to me. I really love performing, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys on the road. They're all going to be like private show, 10 to 20, 30 people kind of hangout type of deals. So it'd be cool to meet you. Um, tour.com, and otherwise that's what i gotta say for the day
0: make sure to check out our sponsors we have also uh alter sleeves channel fireball and uh ultra pro um use code the mmcast at all uh for both alter sleeves and channel fireball to be able to get us benefits and discounts of some variety uh and it helps us out just a a lot and big shout out to our patrons for making sure this podcast happens every week you get an early view of this show this week was a little weird because we didn't record till saturday um partially just to see all the previews partially because we were traveling but make sure to check that out and we'll talk to all of you next week thanks so much bye bye guys this has been a
1: production of time traveler media sending podcasts into the future